Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Hello, welcome back to the Art of Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, and Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday and beginning to the year. I know it's been a while since I've recorded and I would apologize to you for that, but honestly, I really just want to bring you work and inspiration that is of quality. And for the past couple of months, I just haven't felt like I really could do that. I have to say, you know, when I started this podcast, I was certainly advised that the best way to do it is put out content every week and you know, if you want to build your numbers, be consistent. And for certain, that is true. But for me, where I am right now with this podcast, it's so very important for me to be able to come to you with some perspective and some truth and some hope and some inspiration. And I was just not feeling that this last couple of months, you know, I was going through this a cycle, just one of those layers of the onion, just one of those transformative time periods that unfortunately just requires some inward energy. You know, I had to pull back from a lot of things. I had to pull back from social situations, from obligations that weren't absolutely necessary and only work that was really vital and important to sustaining myself. And, you know, I I just, I didn't want to come on and start complaining because, you know, I think you all know what this feels like and what this looks like. It's, I mean, you could call it depression. You can call it, you know, suffering from anxiety or social anxiety or exhaustion or overwhelm or whatever that feeling is for you when you're just not feeling your best and you just, your gas tank is just empty and you just don't have anything to give. And fortunately I have the time and the area of of interest to really lean into this and to be able to give myself the space and the time and the permission to really examine what was going on with me. You know, this is, this is nothing different for me. This has been going on for a long time, maybe my whole life. And I think we all do this. I I think, I mean, certainly one of the questions that I ask myself is, am I just like, am I just a little bit more screwed up than the average person? (laughs) Cause I feel like I go through these cycles a lot and that might have something to do with my Scorpio rising, but you know, I, I don't know that I'm terminally unique in this way. I, I don't think that I, by any means, am the only one on the planet that ever goes through these periods of suffering and depression and, um, and you know, where I'm just not at my best. Well, but you know, where, where I do think that I am a little bit different is that 
I pay attention to it a lot and I'm very interested in it. You know, obviously I studied to become a therapist and I'm doing a podcast about healing and creative energy and I just have a very deep obsessive interest in human behavior, especially my own, <laughs> right? Because I, the, I guess my question is, is what do we have to do in order for all of those negative feelings to be subsided? I know that they can't stop. I know that life is just not that way, that we can never really fully avoid negative emotions forever. But for me, and what I really want to learn and want to know is how do I live with them peacefully? And how do they not take me down? And how do they not sabotage the things that I want to accomplish in my life and the relationships that I value? And so that's just kind of where I was. I was just, I was experiencing some depression and some hopelessness and um, some anxiety, a lot of fear about the future, maybe a lot of victimhood. I don't know. Does any of this sound familiar to any of you guys? <laughs> so, you know, I was uh, kind of talking to a friend of mine about this, about it just been in a period of experiencing these emotions and she's like why don't you get on an antidepressant <laughs> and listen I have nothing against antidepressants I think that they are absolutely vital and useful in certain situations especially during times of acute um, trauma you know I think that they can be useful but let me be really clear with you. I'm in no acute trauma. There's nothing in my life that is currently traumatizing me or anything that um, kind of needs an immediate quick fix at all. Like it doesn't need an emergency room style, you know, anesthesia. You know, this these feelings that, that I was having and that I was experiencing and kind of suffering from, this was old stuff. This was nothing new. And I think I really beat myself up about that. Like, God, you know, again, like here we are again. Why? After all of the reading and the meditating and the studying and the, and the talking and the self-care, why are we here? Why are we here? And I think that, sure, if I took uh, an antidepressant, that maybe the feelings that are associated with those thoughts, they could be medicated. They could be a little less intense. Of course, it would alter my brain chemistry and my, my biology, and I would feel that a little less intensely. And uh, I could also do that with several other kinds of substances, right, too. I could also do a lot of things to not feel the emotions and to mask them and cover them up. And sometimes in life, we just have to do that, right? Because not all the time are we allowed to just lean into every negative feeling and start asking questions like Plato or Socrates and get really philosophical about the whole fucking thing, right? Like we, you know, sometimes in life, you just have to get through and, you know, the, the soothing and the shielding and, and the medicating, you know, sometimes we just have to do that, but Right now in this position in my life, I don't 
really need that. And so what I was explaining to my friend is that for me personally, during this cycle, this down cycle of emotions and kind of this traumatized state that I was reliving, I wanted to experience the emotions. I wanted to lean into the sadness and the pain because this is where the marrow of the golden information is of exactly the points of me that still need love and attention and nurturing and healing. So if I can step back from it and objectively look at it a little bit and do some work around, okay, you know, there are still some feelings of, you know, fill in, fill in the blank, right? Like, like unworthiness, um, and loneliness and fear and guilt and shame, you know, all the things, all the same old culprits when I can say, okay, oh, okay. When you're having this thought, it's this time of year, maybe the holidays are bringing some things up or maybe some of your daily habits are kind of triggering these thoughts. I have very useful information that I can choose to look at them as data points, right? And say, okay, oh, acutely, there's the pain. Let's go in and heal it. Instead of having an overall kind of medicated warm blanket to come in and comfort me, I wanted to really get into the pain so that I could dig it out like an infection, right? So I could dig it out so it's no longer there to traumatize me and terrorize me for the rest of my life (laughs) because that's kind of what we do or at least what I have done these emotions they are so overwhelming they're so painful they're so scary I just don't want to deal with them I just don't want to be in them I want to do things to avoid them like as soon as there is this feeling of being uncomfortable oh my gosh do something to make that stop right Well, for me, this is going to be the goal of 2023. I don't know about resolutions and all that. I don't know that I've ever actually followed through with a resolution. Have you? (laughs) I don't think I have. But I do want to put it out there and make the intention that I just want to make a commitment to 2023 to honor myself in my entirety, all my emotions, to welcome them and treat them with unconditional acceptance and self-love instead of denial and um, kind of avoiding, you know? Because when we avoid something, what are we kind of doing? We're rejecting it. We're pushing it away. We're saying it's not okay. Like, this is not okay. And our emotions and the way that we feel, you know, it's our body telling us something. It's saying, hey, you know, this isn't functioning well. This isn't serving you. This isn't your, your highest position. This isn't your place where you can live from joy and peace. You know, hey, pay attention to me. Pay attention to that. It's like little kids in, in us saying, I need help. I'm suffering. And when I haven't paid attention to those things, those little parts of myself, they just lay dormant they just lay dormant and they, they rear up whenever I'm under stress or physically not feeling good, you know, 
they come back to talk to us. <laughs> what you resist persists, right? What we deny always kind of comes back because they're important. They're loving aspects of ourselves that are here to inform us about what we need to heal in order to ascend into our greatest manifestation. So this is the work that I've been doing the last uh, couple of months, which has involved a, a lot of grieving, a lot of crying, a lot of reading. And um, I have been wanting to do EMDR therapy for a long time. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just a form of psychotherapy that is uh, kind of a bypass of talk therapy and reprograms your brain around your trauma. And I've been to a couple of therapists that just weren't quite fits for me. And I have a new therapist. And if it works out, I will try to try to get this person on the podcast at, at some point if they're willing to do it. But uh, from what I understand, and from hearing from people that I trust, EMDR speeds up the process of getting into acceptance about the emotional trigger responses from trauma. So I'm excited about engaging in that. And I will be talking about it uh, at length, I'm sure later. And my other commitment is just to really be with myself and to really accept all the parts of myself and try not to punish myself from being bad. But this is always a, a process of progress, not perfection. And I've, I've worked on this before, but, but I'm really starting to understand the importance of really being with myself and understanding myself and treating myself with unconditional kindness and love all the parts, even the parts that I don't like that other people don't like the way I show up in the world. You know, I really, uh, I just beat myself up for, you know, just not being perfect all the time. (laughs) Do it to other people too, you know, but The first step is awareness and seeing it, and we are completely capable of changing our behavior. But listen, this is this is the work um, of brave people because it's not without sacrifice and humility and and really giving up some of the things that emotionally protect us and have been tried and true things to shield us from some pain. So uh, if you are if you are going through a process like this as I am, I really just want to say uh, I'm proud of you. I admire you and I'm here with you. And I think that 2023 is a perfect year to do this because I think more than any time, at least that I've ever known in history, people are really coming to an awareness where this kind of work is up front and people are starting to understand it. And there is so much information and there are so many resources at our fingertips for free, even that can help us along this journey. So what really helped me during this time frame, and I've talked about this resource before, but I always go back to it when I'm in these dark shadowy places is a book called you were not born to suffer. And I just love the title too, because, because when I'm ever in this like victimized little child state, I just feel like, oh, why am I suffering so much? And I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe this was just my plight. Maybe, maybe I'm just supposed to be in pain. This is just why I was here. And, you know, cognitively, I know that this is not 
what needs to be happening or, or, you know, not my highest self and, and where I'm supposed to be. But gosh, we're just, when you're in that low vibrating state, everything feels so dense and like you don't have a lot of control and agency over it. So this book has been tried and true for me because I have to say, if I had to recommend just like one self-help book, like an overall umbrella of kind of hitting all the key spots, this would be the book. And it always provides some level of release and, um, and relief for me when I pick it up and, and read it. I have it on audio and I have it in paperback because I really like, it has some questions and some meditations and some affirmations in it that I like to read. And I've gone through this book a few times, but uh, it's just so dense with information that I think this is a book that I'll probably study for probably the rest of my life. So I don't know. It really helped me during this period. And I just wanted to focus in on, I think it's maybe the third chapter that it really goes into comparing our human evolutionary process and relates it in parallel with the plight of the butterfly and it's just so beautiful and I think the butterfly is such a wonderful symbol an archetypal picture of our spirit and 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 what we see and what we do in our own lives and and the transformation from a caterpillar kind of going on the ground, this lowly existence and, you know, doesn't really know where it's going or how glorious its future is going to be. Right. Like, you know, we don't know what we don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, 20 years ago, I didn't know where I was going to be. I don't think I even really thought about it. I think I was just kind of going day to day and rolling around and just in my survival mode, kind of like the caterpillar. And I mean, my life has certainly transformed into something that resembles something of freedom and happiness and beauty and art. And I didn't know, I didn't know. And I think that's where most of us are. I mean, we have a tendency not to even really imagine the greatness that we're capable of or the wonderful things that we're worthy of receiving. Right. So, yeah. So he kind of talks about the butterfly and, I wanted to read a couple of things to you, but I'm going to start out just with the beginning of it's chapter one. And this is just a quote that he has in here. The butterfly, the Greek name for a butterfly is psyche. And the same word means the soul. There is no illustration of the immortality of the soul. So striking and beautiful as the butterfly bursting on brilliant wings from the tomb in which it has lain after a dull groveling caterpillar existence to fuller in the blaze of day and feed on the most fragrant and delicate productions of spring. Psyche then is the human soul, which is purified by suffering and misfortune and is thus prepared for the enjoyment of true and pure happiness. And this is from Bullfinch's mythology, age of fable. Never heard of that, but it is the opening to chapter one. And, I love that the the uh, Greek name for butterfly is psyche. Isn't that amazing? It that is kind of that is us, our psyche, the unfoldment of us turning into who we are. And how do we do that? How do we evolve? 
right? Um, and I hate to bring this to you because <laughs> this is a little, it's kind of a, a hard pill to swallow a little bit, but we kind of evolved through hardship and pain. You know, if we were all comfortable all the time and in bliss, we, why would we ever want to move forward? Why would we ever want to change? Right? So we all just kind of start out in the same place as children. We, if we're lucky, we have parents that are happy and adjusted and are able to take care of us and take care of themselves. And, you know, that's, that's the ideal. And I don't know that a lot of people really grow up with that. And, and on the other side of that, you might have had parents that um, were completely incapable of taking care of you and or themselves, just completely unconscious of how uh, to help you be in the world and, and deal with your emotions and deal with the changes and the, the hardships of life. And that really wouldn't be their fault either because more than likely they didn't have anyone to show and teach them. But as children, wherever on the spectrum you fall, as far as, you know, capable, loving parents, we still have to learn how to be in this world. And you can have the best parents in the world, but this world is, is harsh, right? It doesn't give you what you want all the time. And there are painful experiences to be learned. And, and we, uh, we are very adaptive creatures, right? We learn to protect ourselves from what may, may be our home circumstances or the outside world, or you could even live in a hostile uh, community, you know, uh, maybe you live in a part of the world where there's war or uh, extreme poverty or who knows, you know, the world is just this kind of hostile place. You know, if we were just left out there to our own devices with zero protection, the world would kind of kill us, you know, but, but we're very adaptive as humans. You know, generally whenever we're in whatever situation, we find ways to cope and protect ourselves and to use a cocoon, to cocoon ourselves in if you will. Okay. So say we're this caterpillar and the world is coming at us and, and we, we need to protect ourselves from it. So we start building this cocoon and these defense mechanisms, which I'm just going to name a few and tell me if they sound familiar or like these ring any bells for you. Like maybe just pretending like there aren't any hardships, denial. Maybe you work really hard so that you can avoid hardships. So like school, making good grades, getting a good job, going to a good college, working really hard at your firm, putting in extra hours, um, you know, all that's going to insulate you from having to feel the fear of not being taken care of or not being safe. Right. Uh, what about kind of numbing it out? I mean, that's, that's a fun one to do it through food. You can do it through drugs. You can do it through alcohol. You can do it through TV. That seems to be my favorite one lately. <laughs> um, you know, you just numb it out. And if it's numb, then you can't tell it's hurting you. Right. Um, what about being very social? What about being in, with people all the time and, you know, 
pretending like the heaviness of the world isn't there. Engaging in drama about gossiping. And, you know, if you're gossiping about somebody else, then you sure as shit aren't looking at your stuff, right? Like if you're, if you're the victim or if you're like pointing the, the spotlight on somebody else's bad behavior, then at least in that moment, then you, you and the rest of the world is not looking at your behavior, right? Um, yeah, you know, these are all masks. These are all tools. I mean, what about uh, looking good? What about trying to have the perfect body or trying to have the perfect look, the perfect clothes, the perfect this, the perfect that, the, the outward image control of, hey, I look like this on the outside. I have it all together. That way, all of you don't see the suffering and everything that I have inside. What about that? I've done that a lot. <laughs> so all this stuff is the way that we build our own cocoons to shield us from the harshness of this world, to help us not feel the pain and the emotions and to push them down and to push them away. And this is the thing. This is the thing. Those emotions don't go anywhere. They're still there. They still get activated. They still get triggered. I mean, say you do all these things, right? Like, and, um, all of a sudden, one day, someone makes you angry. Somebody you care, cares about says something that hurts your feelings. How do you react? Do you get angry? Do you overreact? Do you yell? Do you cry? Do you secretly hold a resentment and then get very silent and, and isolate? You know, um, where, did, where do these feelings go? You know, they, they, they store in our body. They store as pain in our shoulders and our backs and our hips and our knees and our joints. It also manifests in digestive issues. You know, if you are experiencing some chronic anything in your body, a, a good hard look at these repressed emotions can do you a world of good because, you know, for years and years and years and years, our society and well-meaning people have said, just buck up and, you know, and go do life and don't be a crybaby and don't do this stuff. All this stuff, all this memory is, is stored in our heart and our body and our blood and our joints. So, yeah, I mean, chronic pain, chronic dysfunction in our body. This is repressed emotions. This is what our cocoon is doing to us, right? It's it's insulating. It's not letting anything out. It's not letting the emotion flow through us and flow out of us so that we could be what we authentically are, which is much lighter, right? It's density that we're holding in our body. So all this being true, what are we to do, right? Or what should I say? Like, what have I opted to do? I don't know that I am... I can be super prescriptive for you. I'm, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a shaman and all this stuff. I'm just telling you about my experience, what, what I'm trying. But from what I'm reading and what I'm studying right now, it's these emotions, when we feel them, it's our job to feel them and love them. Feel them and unconditionally love them. And we are all capable of this. 
We are all capable of it. We have to liberate ourselves from our cocoons. And what this has looked like for me is that I've been doing my very best to stay clear of the things that I'm medicating with. TV, oh gosh, I've, I've got to start, you know, not watching too much TV, but other things like I just haven't really been casually drinking. I just, you know, for the past two or three months, I just haven't been into it. Um, anything or anyone who isn't really kind of on this, this path, this really intentional sober and I use sober in the sense of, of really paying attention and curating the energy that they're engaging in, which I'm not putting any judgment on anyone. It's just that I'm trying to be really pure in what energy vibrations I I'm allowing really close to me right now. Cause I'm so sensitive. I'm so sensitive. I'm noticing every single little thing that I feel like, um, I need to, it's like, I feel like a newborn baby in a sense that I just want to wrap my arms around myself. And I, I can't, I can't really hold space for people right now. I can't really, um, lend an empathetic ear and be supportive of people. I just don't have the energy to kind of hold the space for that. And I really need to nurture and care for and heal myself. So pretty much just been kind of isolating and talking to people like in my 12 step group and people who are really very committed to a path of, of forward healing. And, you know, I know that it's not feasible to kind of stay in this really protected space for a long time, but I, I just, I kind of need, um, some intensive care from those around me. And, and, and I tend to, to be a support system for other people sometimes. And I, you know, I just don't have that to give. I, I just don't, I'm just too, I'm too fragile right now, you know? And so, you know, being protective of yourself, um, not giving to others more than you can give to yourself and really nourishing myself with information, with the podcasts that are, that are speaking to these high vibrational ideals, doing reading, getting very lovingly disciplined about my meditation and what I am trying to put into my body and really pruning and curating the thoughts that I'm thinking, you know, uh, the, the very harsh, um, self-critical, critical parent thoughts, you know, and then really just being there for myself whenever the purging and the emotions that I had been medicating with all of these things, as soon as they, they come up, having a lot of compassion for that, letting it cycle through my body and let it come up and, and come out. And that's usually through tears. I've, I've also gotten sick over the last couple of months, just like, ah, I've just been weak. You know, I got the flu and I've been purging. I've gotten some headaches and, you know, I, I like to think that this is my emotions finally kind of manifesting in me, letting it out of my body. So 
this is, this is not easy. This is not an easy path, but I do it because I wholeheartedly believe that it, it's, it's exercising a muscle to make me strong and to make me powerful, to do the work that matters to me in the world, which is being of service to others. And how can I go out there and be of service to you when I am still twisted up in my masks and my coping mechanisms that I've been engaging in my whole life? You know, how can I be an inspiration to you if I'm not suiting up and showing up? Right. It's kind of it's kind of a hypocritical path. So I just really want to be triumphant around some of the stuff that I've been struggling with my whole life. And I know a lot of other people have too. So why would anyone, a normal person want to do anything like this? And let me tell you some of the benefits that, that I'm um, learning about that I'm starting to experience on a very small level, but I think there's a lot of room for me, but I think that um, maybe this will be some motivation for you. How about if, the negative emotions lessen and they're not as intense. And because are we ever as humans never going to have negative emotions? No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But does it have to knock you on your ass? Does it have to be so huge that it paralyzes you? No. What if you were like an adult with a small child? You know, when a small child gets scared, we're, we're like, why are they so scared? It's such a big reaction to something that is not that big of a deal. We still do that with our emotions. So how about having right-sized emotions to your immediate present-day circumstances? I really like that. How about feeling stronger and having more energy and more life force to invest in the things that really matter to you? Because think about this. When we aren't a slave to our emotions, whether it's the process of denying them and dealing with the consequences of our medication, whatever medication du jour that, that we choose to use, when we're not engaging with that, we have a lot more space to be creative and create the lives that we want. Maybe you want to paint a painting. Maybe you want to create a new facet of your business or a new uh, emotional or physical habit. You know, maybe you want to start, I don't know, rollerblading or riding a bike. Or, I don't know. Whenever you're not dealing with your heavy emotions, there's a lot more space and energy for that. And what about just being happier? Because when you aren't experiencing one emotion that's negative, you're going to be sliding up that scale into the lighter, happier emotions, right? Like peace and joy and serenity and playfulness. How, how about all that? How about all that? But you know, all these things, you got to pay the dues. This is not a path of least resistance. This isn't for the faint of heart. Now, I do want to say that I believe that each and every person that is listening to this, this has been a long podcast. So if you're here with me and you're still holding on to this, this line of thinking, I know that you are completely capable of doing this work. In fact, I think that you were not born to suffer. I think that you were born to do this work and to liberate yourself 
from the baseline of human existence. I believe that you are strong enough and smart enough and spiritual enough where you can do it. I know that this will, will hurt. That's something that I will guarantee. This, this I guarantee. But I do know that you are strong enough to withstand the pain. And I also want to say that this pain, it is, it's your magical power. It is your magical power because, because this pain, it will alchemize. It will turn into power because it's kind of like working out when you, when you go to the gym, you know, like no pain, no gain, right? If you want to be strong and you want to have agency and to be powerful in your life, you can't be afraid of everything. You can't be afraid of the pain because this pain isn't going to kill you. It's going to make you stronger. And just with the, like, with the butterfly, it makes you stronger. In fact, I'm going to read you one more thing out of You Were Not Born to Suffer relating to the butterfly. And I, I think this is very pertinent to our journey as well. Okay, so Blake Bauer is just talking about the butterfly and, it, and, its, and its plight. And this is a, a story about the butterfly's process and how the pain helps the butterfly fly. A moving story I once read demonstrates this perfectly. It tells of a woman who brought two butterfly cocoons into her home that were about to hatch. The woman wanted to observe the butterflies break free from their cocoons. So for days, she eagerly watched, waited for the butterflies to emerge. In time, she was able to witness one of the butterflies begin to make a small hole. And from the woman's perspective, this butterfly seemed to be struggling painfully as it slowly pushed its way through the opening it had created. Once liberated, the butterfly lay there on the table, exhausted and unable to go any further. However, after a short period of time, it finally raised up and flew out of a nearby window, fluttering on its strong, beautiful wings. After observing the challenging process that the first butterfly experienced, the woman felt inspired to help the second butterfly free itself from the cocoon so that it wouldn't have to struggle as the first one did. Meaning well, the woman decided to use a razor blade to slice gently down the center of the second butterfly's cocoon. Once free, the second butterfly lay there on the table, just as the first one had. However, after a short time, rather than raising itself up and flying away, the second butterfly quietly died. Confused about what had occurred, the woman contacted a friend who was a biologist and asked her to explain why the second butterfly had died. Her friend explained that the struggle the butterfly undergoes to liberate itself from its cocoon actually forces liquids from the deep inside the body cavity out into the tiny capillaries in the butterfly's wings. The process of pushing its wings up against the inner walls of the cocoon is what causes them to harden, making them strong enough for their new life of flight. Without the struggle a butterfly experiences in breaking through its cocoon, there would be no strength in its wings, no flight, and ultimately, no life. Wow, you guys, I think that this is the perfect example. We need our struggle. It's built into all of our lives. It's there for a reason. It's there. It teaches us things. It fortifies us. It makes us stronger. It makes us humble. And it also gives us something to reflect on, be proud of overcome, triumph over. It is the hero's journey, right? 
No one's a hero without any strife. So this is my question to you because not all of us become butterflies. Not all of us break through our cocoons. You see it. You see it at the end of life with people who are suffering and unhappy and unfulfilled and who are at the end of their life. They are full of regret saying, what did I do with my life? Did I give all my life force energy to others? Was I happy? Did I create a life I I want to be in? Not everyone chooses to fly. That is, that's kind of the kicker of life is that we do have free will. We do have choice. We do get to create the lives that we live in. And um, what kind of choices are you going to make today? Are you going to go about life as usual? You're going to medicate and deny and soothe and shield against the pain and and uh full hardly give to others until it actually kills you <laughs> you know um no judgment if you do you know i think um it's a hard path it's hard to fly the struggle is real not everyone gets to be a hero in this life and um I want to be a hero. Do you want to be a hero? I want to fly. I want to be a butterfly. I want to be a butterfly. I want I want to feel the good things. I want to be able to feel the good things. And for me, going through the pain and um and facing it, facing my fears and having the courage, it's worth it. It's worth it. So, are you happy with your lives? Do you want to uh die feeling this dissatisfaction, this dis-ease? I hope you don't. I hope you don't. I don't. <laughs> so anyway, I am back. And these are the, the questions that I am proposing to you for 2023. Just letting you know where, where my frame of reference is coming from. And I um, thank you for allowing me the space and the time to take a break from this platform because, you know, as you can imagine, teasing all this out in my brain has, has been a very serious and dramatic and painful process. And, um, and, uh, but it, it came to something good, right? I, I have decided that this is, this is the path I want to go down. And I hope you guys are going to come with me this year. I think we have wonderful things coming towards us this year painful things, stressful things, challenges, and, uh, you know, let's, let's see them as opportunities. Let's fly this year. Okay. Happy new years, you guys. And I will talk to you soon. So thank you so much to listening to the art of podcast. I really love doing this and I love that you're out there and you're listening. If you would do one thing for me. Would you please go to wherever you're listening to your podcast and rate and review the show? It really helps us get distributed and get the information out to 
a lot more people. And that is just uh, really my dream. Also, if you want more information, go to my Instagram page at Leah Fisher Art. I'm always doing updates and, and posting our resources and posting paintings that I've done lately. So, you know, everybody's on the gram. So go there and check it out. And also look at my new website. It has a lot of great information on it. I post all my resources on my page and you can scroll through there and click and link to all of them. And uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm loving the new webpage. So go check it out. And until then, I will talk to you soon.